Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the United States of America. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on this here program, very glad to have you. There is some breaking news which is forcing me to pivot a little bit on the show right now to be able to cover it. Uh, So let's get to it. This is not the breaking news, but it ties perfectly to the breaking news. A better-than-expected inflation report, according to ABC News last week, bolstered hopes of a prolonged bout of severe price hikes has come to an end. Consumer prices rose 3% last month compared to a year ago, marking a significant slowdown from a peak last summer of more than 9%. The after-effects of pandemic-induced supply chain blockages in the Russia-Ukraine war, however, have kept price hikes elevated for some crucial goods, such as bread and frozen vegetables. The price of bread jumped 11.5% in June compared to a year prior, marking a cost increase nearly four times higher than overall inflation. The cost of cookies jumped 8.8% over the period. The price of beer went up 5.4%. Taken together, these sharp price hikes stem in large part from grain supply shortages imposed by the Russian invasion of Ukraine, the world's fifth largest exporter of wheat. It begins with the war in Ukraine. Mark Hamrick, a Washington bureau chief and senior economist at Bankrate.com, told ABC News, and there have been ripple effects from that. On Monday, Russia paused its participation in a key deal, allowing for the export of Ukrainian grain, exacerbating the global supply shortage of wheat. There is now breaking news at this moment. The Russians have announced that at midnight Moscow time, any ships entering the Black Sea headed towards Ukraine will be considered ships of war and will be shot and destroyed. That is happening right now. Um, Midnight Moscow time, July 20th, ships traveling through the Black Sea to ports in Ukraine will be considered carriers of military cargo and Russia will open fire. That's going to increase the prices of grain further. So Ukraine is really the world's wheat basket. Ukraine is responsible for the export of more wheat than most countries on the planet combined. We produce more and we use it internally here, which will benefit us greatly. Uh, but a lot of Asia and Africa, uh, a lot of the Middle East and parts of Europe need Ukrainian wheat. In Lebanon, a country that used to be a beautiful, wonderful place that has just been uh, rendered low in the last 40 years, uh, the price of pita bread you know, when I was a kid growing up overseas, we called it Arabic bread. It's what everybody ate, uh, the flat bread from the Middle East. The price of pita bread has uh, gone up more than 200%. It's deeply destabilizing to the poor in the Middle East. Grain prices have gone up so much because so much of it comes from Ukraine. It will affect us as well. We will have to cut back our domestic um, use of wheat to be able to ship it elsewhere. We'll be able to get a higher price for it. Our farmers will. We're not going to put protectionism on. We will still have enough. We will just pay more. But if we don't help the rest of the world, and I realize I get the protectionist argument, we got to take care of us first, America first. I understand that. The problem, however, is also you, you, we do live on a planet with other countries. 
And those countries could risk serious destabilization without grain from Ukraine. And as they destabilize, there are only two big countries that can really fill the void with them, China or us. So we will have stepped up. China, of course, has its own problems with its own grain supply right now. And China as well imports from Ukraine, which is going to make it difficult for them, too. But we've already got a, a mass increase in grain supply uh, or grain prices. The wheat from Ukraine now, if Russia is serious about this, and they appear to be, they're going to start blowing up any ship headed towards Ukraine that is there to pick up grain. Uh, this is a dramatic escalation that has global ramifications. This is not just about Ukraine at this moment. This is about the world food supply. The Russians seem to be doing this to put pressure on everyone to get Ukraine to settle uh, and cede territory. Also, I don't think Russia would be doing this if they felt really good about where they were in their war with Ukraine. That, that, that's another tell sign that uh, things are not going well for the Russians there, that they're, they're suddenly having to do this. The problem, however, here is world food prices and with world food prices increasing, it's going to have a dramatic effect everywhere in the world. And you will note that this government in the United States has not done any sort of encouragement to farmers to increase their wheat crops. They're so focused on ethanol subsidies with corn and soy for China uh, they didn't encourage any sort of pivoting to wheat, and the Department of Agriculture probably dropped the ball on this. Uh, not mandating, you can't mandate what a farmer grows, but you can certainly tell them, hey, look, with the situation in Russia and grain prices, uh, growing some extra wheat would be a good thing, and they haven't bothered to do that with our farmers. It's going to impact all of us. This is not good. It will be destabilizing. And, you know, for all this breathing reassurance of, oh, it looks like we're going to miss a recession, you got Jim Cramer out there telling everybody it looks like we've missed the receptions, which means we're probably going to get the recession any moment now. If if Jim Cramer says it isn't so, it must be so. I mean, if Jim Cramer came on CNBC tomorrow and said the sky is blue, I'd have to run outside and see it for myself. All right, we can move on. But this is breaking news. Uh, the Russians have said any ship entering the Black Sea after midnight Moscow time will be blown up, even if it's a grain supply ship. Uh, that will dramatically, dramatically impact food prices. I, I want to play this audio. I was going to play it earlier, but it's, it's about a minute, 30 seconds. Uh, Donald Trump sat down with Sean Hannity, Ron DeSantis with Jake Tapper. I think the, the Trump interview is actually from the other day with Hannity, but there was this just deeply frustrating, frustrating exchange. My question is, do you now encourage and embrace early and voting, voting by mail, and legal ballot harvesting? I do, but I also have to say something else, because the one thing a lot of people, but this is important, including you, do. don't talk about, they also create phony ballots, and that's a real problem. That's my opinion. But they create a lot of know, phony ballots. Has your mind shifted? In other words, I think if Republicans start out Election Day down... 200, 300, 500,000 votes, that's, that becomes nearly impossible to catch up with. For some reason, Republicans always wanted to go out on Tuesday and they wanted to vote. And I respect that. I think it's great. And it would be great if we could get back to one day and we all the things that you said with one thing I agree else, with you. With voter ID. With voter ID. Because the Democrats don't and want signature voter verification. ID. How about this? They don't want voter ID because they want to cheat. You know, they want to cheat. They don't want voter ID. Even the Democrats, regular Democrat people want voter ID. But but the leaders don't because they can't cheat. The one thing we have to be very careful of is phony ballots. Everything you say is great. 
but they create ballots. That's my opinion. And that's the opinion of a lot of people. Will you encourage your voters, based on the system we have, to ha go along with the system of early voting and voting by mail. Because I, I, I think if you don't, you miss a big mistake. No, no, no. I will, but those ballots get lost also, Sean. You know, they send them in and all of a sudden they're gone. Those ballots get lost also. The answer is I will because you would like it. But you well, know what? Can I be honest? For me. Okay. But a lot of, i got to take a break. But, Sean, a lot of bad things happen to those ballots also. They're sent in early and all of a sudden, where are they? Y'all. You got to do ballot harvesting in states where it's legal. You got to do early voting. President Trump, if you really want to win, stop hemming and hawing and dancing around it and casting aspersions on it and raising doubts about it and just do it. 400, what, 27,205 Republicans sat home in Georgia in the runoff in 2020 and handed the Senate to the Democrats because those 427,205 Republicans were convinced based on Donald Trump's statements that the election was going to be stolen, so why bother go vote? So they stayed home, and Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue lost, and Georgia got Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff to the U.S. Senate, and the Democrats took over, and Chuck Schumer became in charge because 427,205 Republicans sat home believing that the election was going to be stolen. You tell Republicans that, well, yeah, I mean, because Sean Hannity wants it, we'll do early voting. But, I mean, those ballots are going to disappear. Those ballots are going to disappear. You're going to discourage people from doing early voting. we got to do early voting. Here's the problem. Above all other problems, there is this thing. It's called weather. The weather determines whether or not you actually show up on Election Day and vote. All of you say you're going to show up on Election Day and vote, but if there's a blizzard, are you really? If it's pouring down rain, raining cats and dogs, and you've got to stand in a line that stretches outside, are you really going to do it? You say you are, but I know you're not, and I know you're not because I know what happens in elections. And had you voted early, put it in the mail, you wouldn't have to worry about it. You wouldn't have to worry about it. You can track it. You know, in, in my state, you can track it. In fact, if you give them your cell phone number, you get a text message. You fill out the form requesting the absentee ballot. You put your cell phone number on it. You get a text message saying, we received your form. And then you get another text message saying, we've mailed you your ballot. Then you get another text message once you've mailed it back saying, we've received your ballot. Then you get another text message saying, we've processed your ballot. It's great. It works. And I know the whole way through. And if, if I get the text message saying they've sent the ballot and a week later it hasn't showed up, I can call them and say, hey, where's my ballot? The burden's got to be on you, but it's got to be done. But this has got to be done. This is what the Democrats do. Waiting for same-day voting. I would love, I would love it if we got rid of all early voting. No absentee ballots except for people who literally, because of disability or what have you, can't go Show up on election day. Everybody else, you got to show up. You got to stand in line together on election day. Democrats, re Republicans, Libertarians, Green Party candidates, you're all there together as neighbors voting on election day. That is my ideal system, but that's not the world we live in. I wish it were, but it's not. 
to be dismissive of early voting, to say, well, your ballot's going to get lost, it's not going to be counted, that just seeds in people's minds it's not safe to do. And the Democrats aren't doing that. The Democrats are telling everyone to vote early. The Democrats are showing up in people's houses and collecting their ballots in states where it's legal. Republicans have got to do the same. We have got to do early voting. We used to win early voting. Republicans used to be the party that won the absentee ballot game and won the early voting game. And then suddenly we decided we didn't trust it. We were winning with it. And then we decided we didn't trust it. And now we keep losing. We got to go, y'all. We got to go back to it. He'll do the research and give it to you straight. Eric Erickson is live every weekday. Want to be on the show? Come on, be on the show. Call Eric now at 877-973-7425. Yes, you can be on the show. As the voice said, 877-973-7425. Happy to have you with me. At the bottom of the hour, Congressman or Congressman Senator Tommy Tuberville is going to join me, the former Auburn football coach, now the U.S. Senator from Alabama. He has put a uh, blockade, if you will, a hold on promotions in the military at the the upper levels of the military because of the abortion travel policy that has been put in place by the Obama administration, by, by the Biden administration. This is DeSantis with Jake Tapper talking about this, made a very good point uh, last night on his interview. So I said I'm pro-life. I will be a pro-life president. Um, and we will support pro-life policies. Um, at the same time, I look at what's going on in the Congress, and you know, I don't see them you know, making very much headway. I think the danger from Congress is if we lose the election, they're going to try to nationalize abortion up until the moment of birth. And in some liberal states, you actually have post-birth abortions, and I think that that's wrong. Also, with respect to the military thing that we talked about, we're going to reverse the abortion tourism policy in the Department of Defense. They're actually paying people uh, to go and get abortions with American tax dollars as part of the military. They won't even pay you. You lose a loved one. You don't get that type of time off to be able to go uh, to do funerals. And so we're going to continue to stand for for life, and we're going to make sure that everybody knows that. Yeah, you don't get time off for bereavement in the military like they do for travel tourism for abortion now, which is what this amounts to. And uh, Senator Tuberville has put hold on the military. Now, you know, in fairness, he's getting a lot of blame, but Chuck Schumer could put these up for a vote. He could vote. He's just choosing not to bring them to the floor. And Joe Biden could scrap the policy, but he's chosen not to scrap the policy. Uh, John Kirby uh, was talking the other day at the White House. He's defending this. This is just a sick, sick ghoulishness. Our policies, whether they're diversity, inclusion, and equity, or whether they're about transgender individuals who qualify physically and mentally to serve to be able to do it with dignity, or whether it's about female service members, one in five, or female family members being able to count on the kinds of health care and reproductive care specifically that they need to serve. Uh, That is a foundational, sacred obligation of military leaders across the river. Uh, I've seen it myself. And it matters because it says we're invested in you because you are being willing to invest in us. You're investing your life, your family's livelihood with us. 
we owe you that back in return. I had a chance a couple of weeks ago to meet with some military spouses here at the White House. Um, some were active duty members, some were spouses, all were women. And 201, they told me, uh, that abortion laws in this country that are now being passed are absolutely having an effect on their willingness to continue serving in uniform or to encourage or discourage, in this case, their spouses from continuing service. Oh, right. Okay. So, so they're, they're, they're discouraging women from being in the military. If they can't kill their kid, they don't want to be in the military. That's what this is about. Okay. Leave. The military should not be about killing children. It should be about killing bad guys. And the babies are not the bad guys, except to anyone other than the Biden administration. It's a sacred obligation to allow women in the military to travel to kill their children. That is that is what John Kirby is saying. And by the way, I'm not hiding behind the abortion euphemism. It's killing a child. That's that's what it is. You may not like it. You may not be comfortable with it, but that's what it is. You're killing a kid. Good grief. Tommy Tuberville is going to join me at the bottom of the hour to discuss this. Right now, I want to discuss Patriot Mobile with you. You can go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric today. Sign up with Patriot Mobile. Move your cell service to them. They're Christian conservatives. That's their whole business. They fund the conservative movement and the pro-life movement and the Second Amendment movement with their profits. You grow their profits, you grow their giving to those causes, and you get guaranteed great service along the way. They use the same cell towers you're probably already using, and they can take your existing phone number and move it to their system. So you don't even have to change phone numbers. You just change your cell phone carriers. You go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K, or call them 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, Tell them I sent you. You get free activation with my name. You're talking to a company that's 100% based in the United States that give you great service and grows the conservative movement. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. Give them a call today. Tell them I sent you. Get free activation. PatriotMobile.com. He's got the courage to tell you the truth, because the truth is what matters. You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show. Greetings, conversationalists across the fruited plain of America. It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. I've got a guest with me. He's never been on the program before. And I know how to pronounce his name because the first time I ever said his name, I said it wrong. And I swear to Jesus in heaven, every Auburn fan in America must have had my cell phone number and texted me and said I said it wrong. I was immediately corrected. I've never said it wrong since. He is the fantastic senator leading a really good and important fight right now from the state of Alabama. Senator Tommy Tuberville, welcome to the program. How are you? Hey. There you are, Senator. Hey, All how right. you doing? I'm great. How are you? You know, just beating the bushes up here. <laughs> I bet so. Okay, I, I, I got to ask you out of the gate, uh, a little bit off topic here, but I've been listening to some of the testimony from Secretary of Defense Austin and others, and I played the audio from John Kirby, who said it was a sacred obligation to pay for abortions the other day, and, and they, they've defended uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion training programs that we need uh, a cutting-edge Fighters for the 21st century need DEI training. Uh, they need Drag Queen Story Hour. And I, I've been looking through 
the series of appropriations to Ukraine, and I haven't found that they're sending any Planned Parenthood representatives or drag queens or DEI people to Ukraine to make them cutting-edge fighters against the Russians. And I'm, I'm wondering if they're that important for our military. Why aren't they good enough for Ukraine? Eric, thanks for calling. These clowns are absolutely trying to run our military in the ground, and uh, they're accomplishing it. You know, our, our recruiting is, uh, I think Army is about 65% uh, complete, and uh, so they're going to be thousands short of their recruiting. Air Force is for the first time in years will be short on their recruiting. Uh, the Navy, for year first time in years, short on their recruiting. Marines are going to make it, and Space Force. But it just shows you that these kids are – not biting on this, you know, they're, they're not selling these young people to, to get into our military and they're teaching the wrong things. They should be trying to, to build a machine that protects this country and our allies. But, uh, the biggest problem we have, uh, and the enemy that we have is the people here in Washington, DC that want to push these policies on the young people in this country and they're not going for it. So it, it's a shame what's happening. I tell you, we, we see it every day. And uh, I, I just don't know where the Democrats are. At the good, there's some good Democrats here that that really believe in this country. But you've got the animals running the zoo when it comes to the crazies, and um, they're winning out on the Democratic side. Well, and in this particular case, you're holding up promotions that have to be approved by the Senate. And as I understand it, Chuck Schumer could still try to bring these people for a vote and instead would rather attack you instead of attempting to actually vote. Eric, I'm not holding up the, the nominees. I'm just holding up uh, doing 200 at a time. And uh, they can bring anybody to the floor and within two to three hours have them confirmed. And, and I will vote for most of them. I, I like most of them. I've met with them. But they're trying to make it hard on me, telling, hey, this is the first time we've been up without a commander of the Marines in 100 years, where, which I talked to, to the uh, general, uh, oh, about three days before his confirmation. And he says, I asked him, what about readiness? Is this hurting you? He says, I can handle this, Coach. You do what you need to do, I'll do what I need to do. I said, thank you. That's all I need to know. So <laughs> they, they're trying to sell a, a bill of goods uh, to a lot of people up here. I'm not buying it, and uh, I'm, I'm going to stand up for the unborn. I'm going to stand up for the taxpayers of this country. They are taxed to death, and now they want to spend taxpayer money, which 60% of people in this country do not believe in taxpayer money going for abortion. And a lot of those are Democrats. So uh, they're barking up the wrong tree here, and we're going to continue to fight, Eric. Now, Governor DeSantis yesterday in his interview with, with Jake Tapper pointed out that you don't get uh, bereavement time off to the degree that they're allowing what he calls abortion tourism to send uh, our, our military personnel to states that where they can have easy access to abortion. You get more time off for that. Um, I, I just, I'm kind of flabbergasted by that and the fact that they've decided it's critical for military readiness uh, and a, a sacred uh, obligation, in John Kirby's words, to pay for this. Just a few hours ago, I came out of a briefing for this one thing that we're talking about, um, this abortion bill in the military, and they brought over all the policymakers and the deputy secretaries, and, and they sat in front of the Armed Services Committee. And the first question we asked was, okay, uh, uh, is there any limitation to abortion? What if they're eight or nine months pregnant? Um, uh, can they get an abortion? They couldn't answer. In other words, they want to do abortion at any time. Uh, and over the last 40 years, it's been rape, incest, or harm to the mom. We've had an abortion policy, and I ask, okay, where's all the complaints from the soldiers over the years? I know you've got a stack of them since you're changing this policy. Not one, not one complaint. Uh, well, I asked them about readiness. Could you tell me, how am I holding up readiness with, by, with these holes? 
they had no answer. They give me some kind of uh, BS, basically, of, of how it was affecting readiness. It made no sense to me, and I listen to this stuff every day. So it's just they're pushing something on the on the people of this country. After Roeway went down, Joe Biden says, or whoever said, uh, we're, we're going to make sure federal employees can have whatever they want when it comes to abortion. We can't handle the states, but we can handle federal employees. So that's the reason we're doing this. And uh, uh, the American people don't deserve this. This is a bunch of wackos running a zoo up here. Now, they they say that they do make a readiness argument, but it, it seems to me that if they're that concerned about it, uh, they could just undo this policy pretty quickly and we'd be able to get to these, these votes that aren't happening. And yet they seem to be the ones trying to use the military as a vehicle for pretty radical progressive social policies, not just abortion, but the DEI stuff and, and drag queen story hour and the like at military bases. They they don't seem to be as concerned about a potential fight with China or Russia as they do indoctrinating soldiers and sailors. Well, and too, you know, President Trump stopped transgenders in the military. And of course, Biden on his second day approved it. And now to, you go in the military, you, you can get uh, a transgender transition for 70 grand. And then it costs thousands of dollars a year for, for drugs, uh, you know, after you've had your surgery. And then transgenders can't really deploy. There, there's not anything that they can do because of all the medicines they have to take. I mean, we, we have absolutely lost it. I mean, it, that, this just goes to show you how extreme, you know, this party, Democratic Party is. And, and uh, again, they're trying to transform our country into something it's not. They're trying to make it unsafe for the American taxpayers. We're dead broke. We're 32 trillion in debt. They have no clue how to how to cut back on the money being spent. All they want to do is write a check to everybody and tell them not to work because we got millions of people that will not work now, and it's getting worse every day. We can't stand. I don't know whether we can stand another year and a half of these people in office, much less you know, uh, heaven forbid we <laughs> yeah. lose and lose in a year and a half. Yeah, I, I yeah. It, 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 I'm flabbergasted. Now, now listen, Senator, I, I I gotta I gotta shift with you here, and, and let me give you the backstory here on where I'm headed. Uh, whenever I get Senator Rubio on with me and we talk, we, we have a nice conversation, um, but you suddenly switch to football with him, and he's a whole different person. And it, you could clearly tell the man would rather spend his day talking about football than he would talking about any Senate policy. And I, I, I feel a distinct obligation with, with all the growth in the SEC and given your background, I mean, how do you see college sports right now, particularly college football, uh, playing out with name and name and likeness stuff and, and the SEC bringing in all these teams that I don't know we can clearly say are in the South, but they're going to be part of the SEC? Yeah, well, <laughs> college football, <laughs> college sports, and yeah, college, they're all in trouble, I tell you, with this new NIL stuff, Eric. And, of course, you're right, Marco, and, and I talk uh, talk all the time on the Senate floor about, about football. His son is now at the University of Florida, and uh, I think got a chance to be a pretty good player. But mm-hmm. uh, you just never know the direction we're going. What we're going to do with this NIL is you're going to have some players make money, but also you're going to put women's sports and Olympic sports in peril because you're not going to have enough money to pay for, pay for what they're, they're going to do, and they're going to lose coaches. And It's just it's not about education anymore. It's about money. And I understand coaches make a lot of money in, in college football. There's a way you can pay everybody through all this money they're making through sports. But Joe Manchin and I have got a bill that we're going to throw on the floor here in a week or so, and and maybe we can help with it. But right now, as you said, uh, it, it is uh, you know we got huge problems.
Yeah, you, you really do. Now, now listen, yeah, huge problems with the military and that and, and all over the place. Senator, last question for you before you get out of here. You, you, you went up to Washington. Uh, you'd been a great football coach. You, you go to Washington, D.C. Um, what's worse, uh, the politics on an academic campus or, or the politics you got to deal with in Washington, D.C.? Oh, the, the, the policies up here, because you know, that that's a game when, when, when I'm, when I was coaching, you know, you knew that you win or lose, uh, you might lose your job, but it's still just a game and there's nobody really hurt from it. You can always regroup the next year. Uh, this is not a game up here. And I think some people think it is because all they do is they vote just to try to get reelected. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is serious business. Now, as I said earlier, we keep these, these people in charge of the, the, the American government, uh, uh, the next few years, we, we're going to have huge problems. I don't think the 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 American people really understand where we're at. We are in our education has been destroyed. All of our institutions have been uh, tampered with. Uh, you know, the crime everywhere. Borders are open. I mean, it's just it's just one thing after another. And now we're going to ruin one thing that's been so sacred to us is our military. And uh, we're not just going to ruin it. We're going to run it in the ground. Uh, and uh, they they really and truly don't understand what there's no leadership in Washington D.C. Zero leadership when it comes to policy. But if people want to help, you know, call your senators, call your congressmen, and tell them, hey, wake up and smell the roses uh, because we're the ones going to pay the price. Uh, people yeah. up here drive around in their big limos and and go to their fancy parties, but at the end of the day, we're going to be held accountable up here. And the people better start being held, uh, held accountable back home. So people need to tell them, vote for this country. Quit voting to get reelected. Senator Tommy Tuberville, thank you very much for joining me. I sure appreciate it. And keep up this fight. I sure am proud of you doing this. Somebody needed to. And, and I wish more Republicans were as vocal and had your back as I know some behind the scenes. But they all need to be public supporting you. And I appreciate what you're doing. Hi, right, Eric. Thank you. God bless. You too. Senator Tommy Tuberville from, from Alabama. Uh, fighting the fight, uh, keeping these promotions, as he said, they could do them one at a time. He wouldn't object, but they want to do a batch of 200 at a time, these military promotions. And he's saying no to that as long as they're funding travel for abortions within the military using federal funding, which they're not supposed to be doing, but they are. And he's had enough of it, and he's fighting the good fight. Good for him. Uh, what's sad is the number of Republicans who are not vocally having his back on this, uh, and they need to. Mike Lee is is probably the the best guy publicly out there with Tuberville's having Tuberville's back. The rest of them uh, need to stand up and have his back as well. One of the groups that's out there that has uh, the senators back on these fights is uh, Americans for Prosperity. They fight for limited government, free markets, and free people. And they fight for conservatism around the country at the state and the local level. They want you on their side as a conservative activist. If you go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric, americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K, you can sign up and be one of their activists. They've got over 4 million around the country. Now, here's what sets them apart. They're not a think tank in Washington, D.C. They're a do tank in the states. They actually do the job of advancing the movement, and they work in the states, not in Washington. They build up conservative activists in the states to knock on doors, to show up at local state legislative meetings and city councils and boards of education to argue for free markets and free people. They teach you how to do it. They give you the information so you're the smartest person in the room, and then they put points on the board, real points, over 300 legislative wins in this state legislative cycle alone. Go to AmericansForProsperity.org slash Eric, AmericansForProsperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. 
Sign up, become one of their conservative activists, and advance free markets and free people across the country. Well-connected and well-respected. It's Eric Erickson, live every weekday. Get the podcast, live stream, email, and social media links by texting Eric to 33777 now. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. If you have signed up uh, and have subscribed to the daily email I send out, you can text DATA to 33777 and sign up. Uh, You will get my interview with Senator Tuberville. We're going to push it out. You can share it with your friends uh, and and talk, uh, listen to our conversation if you missed it as well. Text DATA to 33777. You can subscribe uh, and get my email pushed out. You can just follow that link there and go straight to the website to see it if you missed it, uh, if it didn't make it to your inbox. Now, we got a lot more that we've got to discuss. Can we just spend a moment, though, on the silliness on CNN yesterday? Not the Jake Tapper interview with DeSantis, but the Jack Smith Subway Sandwich Saga. Friends, I I am friends with some of these people. I so, say, you know, I was there for three years. I was at Fox for five years. Was at CNN for three years, and just completely different cultures. The thing that w- w- was interesting with Fox is that you were never pulled into the culture. You were just there as a contributor. They put conservatives on the payroll to keep them off other networks, uh, myself included. I did not do a lot of TV at Fox at CNN. Um, you, you sent your schedule in every week of when you were available. They brought you to New York and Washington. You had to meet the other people. You had to be in person with them. You had to do events. You had to get to know people. And and so I've developed a lot of relationships at CNN. I was hired to be with John King. He had a show, John King USA. They hired me to be a contributor for it. And their pitch was that at the time they were headquartered in Atlanta and they didn't have anybody who sounded like they were from the South or outside Washington. They wanted uh, conservatives and liberals from outside the Washington, New York corridor. And, and they struggled to find a liberal outside the New York, D.C. corridor, but they found me. And I've maintained good friendships with them, including with John King and with Dana Bash. Uh, but I just I watched that Jack Smith Subway sandwich saga yesterday and rolled my eyes like, good Lord, people, this is the news of the day that the special counsel went to a Subway sandwich shop. Now, they had to be tipped off, and they alluded to the fact that uh, someone told them he would be at the Subway sandwich shop, and so they got all the cameras out there. It was their exclusive, but was it really that big of a deal? He's sending a message to Donald Trump by getting a foot-long Subway sandwich? I um uh did did he get some Vaseline too with I I don't know folks they said there was some sort of message for Donald Trump and I don't know what sort of message getting the foot long sub was but I it just I I found the whole thing embarrassing I was embarrassed watching for the people who were making the 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 statement that somehow this was sending a message to Donald Trump that that Jack Smith was buying a foot long so we don't even know I don't think. What the, so was it a, was he one of those weirdos who gets a veggie sub? I've never understood the people who go to Subway and they want the veggie sub. Have you seen the vegetables at Subway? I, I resist the urge to get lettuce on the sub at Subway. I do like their cookies though. I gotta admit, the chocolate chip cookies at Subway are the best. They are very good. They're perfectly soft chocolate chip cookies. I personally, I get the meatball sub generally if I go to Subway. I like meatball. I like meatball subs, 
and they have an okay one. Now, speaking of meatballs, you know you can get meatballs at Omaha Steaks. You can't. What a segue. You get meatballs at, at, at uh, Omaha Steaks. You can get steak at Omaha Steaks. You can get brisket. You can get ready-made meals. You can get sides. You can get desserts. Right now, you get the Higher Than Fire pack and get 12 burgers for free. You're saving over 60%. It's $99.99. You get 16 total burgers in the package, 12 of them for free. All you do is go to omahasteaks.com, and you put uh, Eric, E-R-I-C-K, in the um, in the search bar, and you get the hotter than fire pack. Uh, what, what is it? The, the, now I can't remember. I'm going to go do it myself. OmahaSteaks.com. I'm having a brain fart here, and and I go to put Eric in the subway or in, in the subway in the box, and suddenly yes, it is. I was right. The hotter than fire pack. Ninety nine ninety nine. You get four butcher cut fillets, four chicken breasts, four pork chops, four Omaha steak burgers, four gourmet Joma Freaks, and you get an additional 12 Omaha steak burgers for free, and you can even upgrade and add potatoes au gratin and, ooh, individual baguettes with garlic butter and caramel apple tartlets. You get free shipping. You go to omahasteaks.com, put Eric in the, in the, in the uh, search bar, get the Hotter Than Fire pack. Now, when we come back, I, I got to talk to you about woke teachers. Because there's been a big story in my parts about a woke teacher, and now we've learned more, and it sounds like indoctrination was happening. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.